0: Chapter 34 of Pee-wee Harris, Fixer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jason Gerber. Pee-wee Harris, Fixer, by Percy Keyes Fitzhugh. Chapter 34, The Shortcut. But Pee-wee did not stand by for continuation of the regular program. The Jamboree Jazz Band had no more charms for him. He had heard and read of startling announcements being made over the radio, of interruptions in deference to appalling SOS calls, of appeals for cooperation and assistance from the constituted authorities here and there. But never in his wildest dreams, and his dreams were the wildest, had he, Walter Harris, ever been asked, directly and indirectly, to cooperate in the apprehension of a fugitive criminal. He felt now that in a way he had been appointed a member of the great metropolitan police force and that a terrible responsibility had been placed upon him. "'That's very interesting,' said Emerson, unmoved by the dramatic character of the announcement. "'Interesting?' "Interesting," roared Pee-wee. "'Do you call it interesting if, if, if a lot of gypsies steal a car and we have to be on the lookout for them? Do you call it interesting, just kind of, if we have to hurry out of here to circumspect thieves?' "'Do you mean circumvent?' Emerson asked. "'I mean foil!' Pee-wee shouted. "'Come ahead! We have to catch them! Hurry up! Where did I leave my cap?' "'I don't know,' said Emerson, arising dutifully but reluctantly. "'You said scouts always know where they leave things.' "'In the woods, I said!' roared Pee-wee. "'If a scout hides something in the woods, he can always find it. Caps are different,' he added." instituting a frantic search for his ever-elusive cap. "'I should think the best place to keep it would be on your head,' Emerson commented. "'Then you'd always know where to find it. Mine's downstairs on the hat rack.' Pee-wee presently apprehended his cap on top of the bookcase, and then hurried downstairs, intent on apprehending the fugitives from New York. Emerson followed with a calmness quite disproportionate to the dramatic character of their errand. He had just begun thoroughly to enjoy the broadcasting and was listening in with quiet interest when suddenly he found himself launched again upon the sea of adventure. Having accustomed himself to the clamor and turmoil of the Jamboree Jazz Band and begun to enjoy the novelty of the distant unseen entertainment, he would have preferred to let well enough alone, but he was beginning to learn that one who followed Pee Wee must be prepared for anything or must be willing to do anything, whether he's prepared to or not. What are we going to do? Emerson asked as they hurried along the dark street. We're going to take a shortcut to the state road, Pee-wee answered. Because that'll surely be the road they'll take. Why will it? The reasonable Emerson asked. Because it will be. We're going to lie in ambush along the road, just where it leaves town, where we can see every car that comes along. Do you know where Lanky Betts keeps his Frankfurter stand in the summer? We're going to hang out there. That little shack is open, Pee-wee panted as they ran. And we can wait inside of it because the door is broken and we can get in and it'll be all right. Because I know Lanky. Because I buy lots of Frankfurters from him when the shack is open. And root beer, too. You get great big ice cream cones there. Emerson was not too hopeful of a triumphant sequel to their midnight excursion into the detective field. He felt that it was a long call between the rather unconclusive information of the broadcaster and the actual halting of the criminals in this neighborhood. But the mention of Frankfurters? touched a responsive chord in his nature, for the night was chill and raw, and even the lowly frankfurter appealed to him. It's a pity we can't get something to eat there now, he observed. We're not supposed to be thinking of eats now, panted our hero. This was rather odd, coming from Pee-wee. End of chapter 34 Recording by Jason Gerber